Hello and welcome back to Weeknight Hero. As always, I'm your GM, Evan. And I'm Christopher. So we are continuing the story of Escape Clause. Now, Christopher, do you remember where you left off initially? Um, where I am in the house? Yes. Uh, I don't know the demon's name or whatever this thing is, do I? No, you do not. Okay. So I was... I don't remember. Oops. So so you uh, so you, you were experiencing nightmares, and you were looking for information on this house that keeps appearing in your nightmares. It led you to the Wilkins estate, mm-hmm. and by happenstance, you got to meet with ghost hunters who were also looking for the same thing. What a coincidence! And or no, while you were going to the Wilkins estate, they were attacked by this malevolent presence that you've been feeling from your nightmares and from your investigation. All of this is leading to this malicious presence that's in the house that took both of them captive. Do you recall that? Yes. Okay. All right, now would you like to uh, continue where you left off? Yes. Okay, perfect. So as we go into the, uh, the narrative and we draw the curtain back, you are greeted by this old woman again. And she's in the house? She's not. It's <laughs> So I feel like it's like uh, the Princess Bride, like that episode of American Dad, spoofing the Princess Bride, where you're just like, wait, is the old woman real? No, it's a framing device for your story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say that this, uh, this woman is Lady Fate. Ooh. Oh, okay. And so she is the one who draws the cards of your future and tells you that it is predestined. Mm -hmm. All these things have to happen. And what do you say to that? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) No, what did you say last time? Um, I don't believe in tarot cards and and I don't believe in you. (laughs) So none of this matters. No, I didn't say that to the old woman. You should have. You asked me what my opinion was. In reality, it's, it's dumb. Okay, well, for the, for the narrative purposes of this game, you're like, oh, okay, I, I definitely believe what you say. So Lady Fate says, now recall these cards that I have left on our living room table since last week. Dining room table. Yes. So now do you recall the first card that I drew, the Fool? Yes, I can, I can see it. And? And what does it symbolize? Yes. That is me. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you're a fool. <laughs> when you said that was, that represented my character, I thought, or maybe you didn't say that during the session. No, I did say it during the session. Okay. You are a blank slate who both does not have to follow the rules and doesn't know the rules in the first place. So the second one is the Five of Swords in an upright position. Now. This old woman will have you recall that the Five of Swords stands for conflict and disagreement. And then she notes, you saw this card and you did not respond well to conflict. Why? Because I let those guys die, probably? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, there was a, a... Wait, Connor? And James. Was it James? Yes. Okay is uh, when they decided to go and you knew that there was bad luck, 
you decided to go with them anyway and did nothing to help them. That's a lie. I didn't do nothing to help them. But now, recall the second card, the moon. It's the moon. Yes. The Lunacy. Yeah, I referred to That's all I remember. Deceit, madness, and illusion. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, now you were presented with many deceits. <laughs> many deceits? In this haunted house. <laughs> and did you listen? <laughs> many deception. Yes. <laughs> but now did you listen? Did you learn from this card? Possibly. Well, I, didn't, I didn't give that demon my name. All right, so we'll, we'll say that you had heeded the, the uh, cautionary advice of the moon card. Mm-hmm. Now, for features that have not yet been told, we have the eight of cups in reverse. So now the uh, Lady Fate points to this card and says, you need to heed the, the warning of this card as well. As it refers to aimlessness, purposelessness, and losing faith in yourself. And the multitude of feelings and emotions that you have when you feel like you're losing. Don't give up. What card is that again? It's the Eight of Cups. Because it will lead you to the justice. The The justice? Yes. Like in Arrested Development, the dog, justice. Blind justice. Our dog, the golden retriever. Yeah. Yes, which refers to the benefit of the community. Now, who knows if this refers to the fact that you succeed here mm-hmm. or the fact that you become a part of the community of the house. Who knows what it could mean? Well, I don't think it's the second one. Well, yeah, you, we already have all the rest of the adventures planned. <laughs> so much like the solicits spoil a comic book, we already know you're going to make it out of this. But how out of this are you going to? So we'll continue where we left off. So you wake up with your face against the soft carpet. When you open your eyes, you are assaulted by a room of all red. Okay. Burgundy floors, crimson curtains constituting the walls of the room. Okay. A ruby chair in the corner. A vermilion record player in the corner spins along an old record, filling the room with scarlet background noise. Scarlet background noise? Scarlet. You know, like, how can background noise be scarlet? Is it like there's white noise, and there's black noise, and there's brown noise? This is red noise? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just part of setting the scene. It doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. <laughs> I like that you're like, maybe it doesn't mean anything. Everything's red. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be symbolic. Yeah. Again, if you if you can guess what I'm, the things that I use. Is to, this Edgar Allan Poe? Is no. this the Mask of Red Death? No, not that. Is it? Right. To my uh, to my lovely viewers, if you can ever guess the illusions and let's be honest, creative stealing. That's all creating is, is creative stealing of the things that I create. You can always point them out. You know what though, Mask of Red Death is pretty cool. But anyway, that's besides the point. I remember reading that a while ago. Okay, so as you awaken, and don't forget, you're the red sorcerer. I, I am, yeah. <laughs> so, as you awaken, a grim shade at the corner of the room is futzing with the dials on the record player. Okay. He is the color of swamp mud. <laughs> is he, what, how big is this? A horned and ghastly imp. Okay, an imp, so little? 
It looks over its shoulder and stares at you. Okay, can I talk to him? You can. Hey. What's up? <laughs> what? Hey, Kiki. Hey, what's up, guy? He says... Or girl. Or neither. <laughs> You're like, we don't do... It's magic. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's an imp. He said, hey, you kiddo. Okay, he looks talks like... like <laughs> he talks like a gangster <laughs> from the 1950s. <laughs> looks like old Hellfire really did a number on you. Hellfire? Yeah. Is that the name of... Uh, You've only interacted with four people in the, they know, that's in the a story. So is Hellfire the name of the weird little demon thing? He says, I have no idea what the name of the demon is, but there's no other way to describe him. Uh-huh. He says, I do know that the last one of us who was in here is the one who summoned him. He said, Jeremiah was his name. Jeremiah was a bullfrog? Yes. He was a good friend of mine. <laughs> Stop derailing my story. It's supposed to be all gothic and shit. I know. So he summoned him from some book he found one day. Okay. Right. And he says he reckons that the book is still in the house, but he does not know if the demon has it or where it is. Okay. Well, we were in the library or we were in a study. So would you like to include this information? <laughs> would you like to include him in on the story? I would. I would. The yeah. Imp. I'm going to trust this mud imp. Well, you can do an insight check okay. to evaluate him. And so you can determine whether or not he's a friend. Mr. Jeremiah Bullfrog. Well, I, I like the way he talks already. I don't know if that's part of the uh, 11. All right. Well, you were able to beat 20. So, he, so you get a read of him. And so he is a nice guy. Mm -hmm. He wants to help you. So you're like, okay, well, since we're stuck in this room. How long has he been here? Well, he'll be happy to explain. Okay. So he says, I don't even remember what my name is, but I've been in here for for 60 years, okay. I think. So I lost count. So, well, given the fact that you and I don't sound the same, <laughs> I have a feeling that time's moved on past when he was last outside. So this hellhole has both given him a long-lasting life, but also transformed him into a demonic little limp creature. Okay. But he doesn't have a name. He doesn't remember his name. Do you want to give him one? You could give him a name. Okay, what would you like to name him? Blogus. His name can be Blogus. <laughs> he says, like, no, Buckle feels right. Buckle? Okay. Yes. This is really American Dad reference heavy. <laughs> it's the only thing we watch. So he says that obviously he gave his name at one point to the demon. Mm -hmm. And that's what he ended up in here. So the demon uses this house in order to ensnare people okay. and feed off of them. Okay. So does it, is it like a weeping angel? It feeds off of time? It feeds off of magic. Oh, it feeds off of magic. So was this person magical? At one point in time, he was magical. Oh, okay. He says, you're a wizard, Harry. You're like, my name is... Close. How does he know that reference that was written <laughs> <laughs> way, way more recently than 60 years ago? No, I'm saying it to you, oh, not the character. Oh, okay. I thought he this says, was Buckle. Okay, well, he says, no. Well, then Buckle says, oh, well, you must have some talent for magic mm -hmm. 
in order for him to keep you here. So Jeremiah is dead. So he was a ghost that was haunting this house. Okay. And he ate him. Okay. So he says he feeds off of you. Feeds off of you for a long time. And until you don't exist anymore, okay. and then he kills you and he collects more. So presumably, mm-hmm. this hellhole under the house was not always there? It was not. Okay, so this Jeremiah was opened up him. Okay. And since then, he's set up this operation. So he has killed, at most, one person. Okay, because... He is torturing, at most, three people. <laughs> well, f- five, if you don't count your friends that you got into this mess. Are they dead? Are they not dead? They're not dead yet. But they're not magical. So what, why, why would he want to keep them? So Buckle says, Haha, I knew you would say that. <laughs> and he says, there's other demons in this house that control the walls and the floors and the stairs, and they feed on the Fear. on the less choice cuts of human, which is just normal people. Okay. So what do they feed I on? I just told you, they feed on non-magical humans. So they actually feed on their body parts? I guess they... they uh, or their the, soul? The way that, yeah, they feed on their soul. The way that I had it is that they get fused into the building and then it absorbs it like a like a Venus flytrap. Oh. Like Venus flytraps don't do that. Well, they have little hairs. Or like a spider in a web. There you go. So he says, uh, well, you've got this uh, this look about you that says that you want to stop this demon. I do. He said. But also, I want to see if the two people that are having their souls eaten by weird little demons can be helped in any way. He's all right. Then. You got to try and help him. So he says, uh, I don't remember. So he says the demon still has mining, right? I don't remember what it is anymore, so I can't hide it from him. But he says that once he has your name, he can control you and make you do anything. Mm-hmm. So he says, be sure to avoid the demon, right? And let's try to break out of here. Of course, he wants to do it because he has nothing left to lose. <laughs> this point, what is the demon going to do? Stop feeding on him? Good point. So, how would you like to get out of this red room? Um, I don't know. This red hot room. Is it hot, too? It's just the name of the room. Oh, it's called the red hot room? Yes. Oh, sexy. It's a part part of the illusion. Um, alright. So, uh, let's see if there's anything in this room. Why was he playing a phonograph, by the way? Was there nothing for him to do? (laughs) There's nothing for him to do. Okay, is there anything unusual in this room that I can use my abilities to try to pinpoint? So you were going to uh, search the room? I would love to search this room and see if there's anything unusual that would give me a clue as to how to get out. Well, let's take a look at what your skills are. I don't want to so, just warp reality to try to <laughs> get out of this room. Why not? Because that seems excessive. <laughs> it seems excessive. He's yeah. going to eat you. Yeah, but right now I'm okay. So we'll, go for, we'll go for perception and we'll have you ransack the room for... Okay. For trails. Shall I roll? Yes. 18. Okay. So we're going to combine that with your perception score of 10. And you look about the room using your magical awareness mm-hmm. trait to be like, oh, this must be one of those, uh, one of those, what you call them, spells. Oh, so the room is uh, not real? 
Yeah, it's also technically separated from reality, from a oh. demonic plane. Oh, but, great. Uh, but you were able to beat Wait. that previously, remember? Am I in the hellhole now? Yeah, the whole house is the hellhole, so you've been in it. Oh, okay. This is just a slightly nicer part of the hellhole. <laughs> okay. It's so much like the uh, the staircase yeah. and the every other part of the building. Mm-hmm. It is drawing mass and energy from a extra dimensional source. Okay. So knowing that, what would you like to do? Uh, we're gonna see if we can um, screw up this. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna call it like a uh, this crack in reality. <laughs> well, I'm gonna screw up that crack. Okay. <laughs> Then we are going to have you use a power stunt, so you've had more than enough time to recover from your previous one. And we are going to roll to nullify it again. One. Perfect. <laughs> so with a roll of one, you uh, it fails against your nullification. So you're just like, oh, of course. So much like the other ones previously, if you were to alter the point of existence and being in an extra dimensional space... Mm. Uh, the thing that exists in order to bridge the two dimensions is a thing of gravity. And so there's numerous ways that you can alter gravity using probability. That is true. You can alter gravity now. <laughs> One more time. You can alter gravity now. You can alter gravity now. Yeah. You said it like this was a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> so you're just like, uh... That sounds about right. <laughs> what? Uh, no, so you get you put your fingers into the right position. God, this sounds all sounds disgusting. <laughs> it all sounds filthy. It's so fine. You, so you draw your arms together. And is it a mudra? Is that what they're called, or no? Is that not what they are? Yeah, you can do a mudra. All right. I don't remember which one's which, but well, you neither do one do I, of them. But um, and so and so you uh, wave your arms around, and you start manipulating probabilities, weaken gravity's hold on existence. And as you do that, the world around you shatters. I like that. Yeah. And everything starts falling apart. So just the little curtains, the uh, red curtains start falling off of the thing. And suddenly the room has disappeared. And now you're just in a basement. Okay. So what would you like to do from here? Uh, let's. So I'm assuming that the basement then has to be connected to the actual house that yes. we were in. So let's go back up the stairs and see if we can find <laughs> that weird staircase again so we can get back to the study and search for this uh, book. Okay, so books. so Buckle notes that the demon is there. everywhere in the house. It just, it just wanders about okay. until it's time to feed. So it's like a, this is like a, like a Resident Evil kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just so, kind of stocking the house. And so, so what you need to do is, if we were, so you have two goals. One is finding your friends. Yeah. The other is getting the book. Yeah. Buckle says, let's split up. Okay. And so he says, um, I don't, well, you can determine which way to go. Okay. So would you like to help your friends or would you like to find the book? Uh, I will send this little imp man to find the book, because I'm assuming he would be at least familiar more with the... I guess so, yeah, probably with the house. Um, even if he was only in there. Well, who knows how long ago now. And then I'll try to find 
What were their names again? Connor and James. <laughs> For being your friends, you, sh- you sure don't remember them. Yeah, they, they aren't my friends because I, I just found them, remember? They you're were like, like, hey. You're like, they're not my friends. I just feel bad. That yeah, I do. Got... I feel bad that I got them basically eaten in the house. <laughs> okay, so he says, so we're going to split up. He said, don't tell the demon your name, right? Mm-hmm. And there's already a likelihood that James and Connor have given him their names already. Well, of course, they were already. <laughs> I'm assuming he had name tags too. So he says, as long as he doesn't know your name or the name of the person that he's interacting with, he can't control them. Right? So he says, all right, good luck. So he goes and he scampers off. And with his uh, weird. Can he fly? Imp like. No, he can't. <laughs> Why would he fly? I don't know. <laughs> he's an imp. So he, no, he's just, he has to like climb up the stairs. Okay. Because of how tiny he is. All right. And so uh, so you guys break off and you head towards the rest of the house. It has its standard evil, demonic features. Mm-hmm. But you find something that draws you towards um, towards your to, towards your friends. So let's say you follow the uh, visions of the future mm-hmm. and you it directs you towards where they're located, which is... The kitchen of this of this estate. So as you go into the kitchen, it too has been warped and changed by the demonic presences in this house, and so it's more like a like a feeding pen. Okay. So you find numerous demons around James and Connor. Okay. What would you like to do? Uh, let's, uh, screw with some of them. So let's, uh, you know what I haven't actually used? I don't think I've used any of my, um, energy blast, um, powers at all, like, in the last story. Mm-hmm. So let's try, let's try to, um, get them to, uh, get off of them using that. So you have spent enough time recovering from your previous power stunt in order to perform another one. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to, so let's say there are six or seven imps that are like, we've got little knives and let's, old rusted knives and forks and they're let's, trying to Let's save them. Connor first. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to save a specific one first, but all right. No, well, I meant like, am I, so I know that my energy blasts aren't going to be able to hit multiple demons all at once. Why not? Well, it's not going to be able to hit six or seven. Am I that accurate? Am you can I have a power be... stunt. Oh, is that what the power stunt was? <laughs> yeah, you can make you can do a huge burst of energy. Okay, because I was pretty sure I could only shoot like one thing at a time. With Typically you can. Okay. If you were to exert more effort than you usually do, you can do the power stunt. What does this cost me? It, it doesn't cost you anything. You're just tired afterwards. Oh, Okay. You can use a hero point to immediately recover. I might use a hero point because I don't want to be lethargic going through this demon house trying well, to find a well, demon. Well, do you want to win the use the super win button? What's the super win button? So if you recall in your character sheet, you do have extraordinary effort. I do. And untapped potential. Okay. So Wait, okay. Um, that allows, wait, hold on. If memory serves me correctly, does one of those allow me to recover? No, well, no, one of them allows you to... So untapped potential increases 
the usefulness and extraordinary effort increases, the more you have more utility with your power stunts with extraordinary effort and untapped potential. So one of them is you can use a totally new power that's generally related to your other powers. That's mm -hmm. one power stunt. Okay. The other one is you can increase the power of one of your powers by one rank mm -hmm. also has a power stunt. With extraordinary effort, you can do both, mm -hmm. right? And with untapped potential, when you increase its power, you increase it more than two ranks, you increase it three ranks. Okay. So you make it an incredibly powerful blast. So I'm gonna kill some demons. Yeah, you can just eradicate them. But if you were to do this, it leaves you fatigued, but that's what the hero points for. All right, well, let's, let's try to do that instead. Okay, so... Let's uh, fry some weird little demons. All right, so you're going to combine your... So you're going to get your two, your energy bolts, and you're going to combine them together like a charge shot. <laughs> this is like Dragon Ball Z. And you just fire a, a wave of red burning energy outwards, and it attacks them. And since they are minions, if they were to suffer any amount of damage, they get destroyed. But we're going to... We're going to just skip the roll. So despite the fact that they have pretty good magical resistance, I statistically unlikely for them to win. So you, you just immediately eradicate them, but not anyone else. Alright, now, Connor and James. Yes. Have, are they basically now... Uh, <laughs> I'm just assuming if you were a regular person and you are searching for ghosts and then all of a sudden... You're being attacked by demons. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be pretty screwed up. Yeah. Are they? Uh, they screwed up. They're well. They're not happy. So <laughs> they're let's, not let's, happy. Yeah, let's say that one of them is. Uh, you can say one of them's catatonic. Oh god. And one of them's like a, a weeping mess. Okay, that sounds about right. How would you like to proceed from here? Want to help them out? Yeah, we need to get them out of the house. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I'm going to leave the house, though. So we need to find the the foyer mm -hmm. so we can get them out. <laughs> I like that one of them is going to have to carry the catatonic one. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. So stop so, crying. Yeah. Carry this body. That's <laughs> all right. We can have we have a friend that can help them. So it's Katie. Oh, okay. <laughs> we have a friend. I was like, what? Buckle? Buckle's a little tiny imp and he can't even fly. I don't know why I pictured him flying. <laughs> now he hovels, but <laughs> as you are leaving the uh, the kitchen with them, as you enter the hallway, somebody stops you. It is the demon. Hey. So he says... Hey, Kiki. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> so he says, Connor, James, let's, uh, let's have you... Uh, Stop your friend here. So you, so they grab you, and outside of your magical powers, you are just an ordinary guy. Mm -hmm. So we can, um, they well, they restrain your arms, so you kind of can't use your magical power to avoid them. Uh huh. So he says, uh, let's let's play a little game. Okay. Shall we? So he says, let's go ahead and bring you back into the kitchen. So they drag you back into the kitchen on his orders, and he tells you. We, uh, so he said, I want you to tell me your name. No. <laughs> he says, all right. He said, if I can't convince you, maybe these two can. So he has Connor walk away. 
and pick up one of the rusty knives. Okay. And he goes towards James. James, being catatonic, cannot resist him. Now that you are strapped up, you do technically have dexterous use of your arms. What would you like to do to prevent one of them from stabbing the other? Let's let's uh, let's change some probability then. All right, so let's take a look at your list of powers. What would you? What can you do in order to? You can you can affect probabilities, yeah. but you need to do something specific in order to help them. Yeah. What would you like to do? Well, so uh, let's say that he picks up this knife or whatever, right? This rusted knife. Let's say that this uh, knife may or may not. Uh, break as a result of it already being rusted and old. So as Connor raises the knife and mm-hmm. comes towards James, who is defenseless, <laughs> yes. you have the chance to act. What would you like to do? So we're going to hex him. and Using your hex powers? Yes, and so that's going to make him extremely unlucky. Alright, so you, so you point your fingers in his direction. As you do that, you just turn a dial on all the probabilities, warping and changing them so that he can be uh, given the worst luck possible to prevent him from doing this. Mm-hmm. So, would you like to roll for that? Uh, that was eight. Eight? Okay, so he has no will save. <laughs> so it makes it really easy for you to do that. So you manage to make him both uh, vulnerable and, I'm sorry, defenseless and unaware. So he can't even find him. So as you do that, you alter his vision. And so he's just like, I'm pretty sure he's over here. And he starts swinging (laughs) and always seems to miss. This is dangerous. This is Mr. Magoo with a knife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just swiping. Yeah. So he he fails to um, stab James. Okay. He says, so the demon's just like, what? Why? No, kill him. I told you to kill him. You walk into his knife, but the bad luck interacts with each other, and so they can't seem to hit each other no matter what. Mm-hmm. All right, so now they are safe. What can you do? I like the fact that you said, now they're safe-ish. <laughs> they're, like, blindly moving around trying to... You have chaos magic. I don't know. I know. You don't make things orderly. <laughs> you make them disorderly. All right, so... Uh, a question mm-hmm. is, I have a possession ability. Mm-hmm. Can I possess a demon? You can try. <laughs> You're like, this is not going to go the it's way you think. It's not going to go okay, the way Luke. you think. All right. Kylo Ren. <laughs> there are other possessables. I already killed the other demons. Oh, you, oh no, I'm not going to possess them. Why not? You're still tied up. I don't know how you're going to get out of that. Let's try. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to try, first of all, to possess a demon, because I think it would be funny. <laughs> okay. So roll for possess demon. Roll for possess demon. This is for the demon, right? Yeah. Three. <laughs> it did not roll three. All right, it rolled three, so... Three with its will save of nine is twelve. Technically, you do it. Oh God! And if you possess a demon, you're like, what happens to me? Oh no! I think we talked about that, right? I'm just basically <laughs> like James Catatonic. 
during a possession kind of thing, right? Well, no, my body, my the possession, you merge with them. Oh my god! Yeah, so so you're. I'm a demon. You are a demon. Oh, this is pretty cool. So you go, so you go, and so since you you fail, you interact with him, and this is like Jafar from Aladdin. All right. So with what you rolled, you are able to leave the demon with a dazed affliction. Okay. So that means that his active defenses are lowered, and he can only take one standard action around. So you can only do one thing. He can't do multiple things. Mm-hmm. So as you do that, he's just like, ah, okay. So you look at him, your body twists, and reality warps, and so it's almost as if you, two people, or you and the demon, never existed separately. Uh-huh. You are now both the same person. And so he's just like, I, so the demon automatically knows that you are weird and gross. <laughs> Thanks. So he says, this is a babe. What he says, no, this doesn't make sense. No, demons are supposed to <laughs> possess things. Possess people, not, not people. humans. And so <laughs> he says, no, nope, I need to find the book. I need to find the book. Good. So he goes and he turns into a shadow and he starts warping away. So partly... You both exist within the same mind, mm-hmm. but you are, he's now trying to act in a way that gets you separated. Okay. So he goes towards the book. Good. And. Because that was the goal, was to find the book. <laughs> so Buckle is there. And oh. as he appears, you have the ability to act. And so you say, what would you like to say to Buckle? Am I as the demon? Yeah, as you and the demon. <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, how? Kid? Yeah, he's gonna be like, what the hell? He says, what the hell? And so, somewhere deep within your uh, within your mind says... Within my what? Deep within your mind. Oh, within my mind? I thought you said mutton. In your instinct. Uh-huh. You, uh, you mentioned, uh, what, in strange eons, even death may die. <laughs> okay. You're like, I don't quite understand how this is happening, but I'm sure the breakdown of the raw, the... The walls of reality might have made it happen. So <laughs> he's like, all right, well, it doesn't matter. Get out of the demon and I, we can get the book. Okay. So, um, so the demon, in fact, you're both working towards the same goal because the demon reaches for the book out of Buckle's hand. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't know, Henry, give me the book. And so the so demon. That, so the demon, wait, Henry, give me the book. So is that is that Buckle's actual name is Henry? Yeah. Okay. So uh, unless... You know what? Be crazy. The book of Henry. <laughs> so he says, Henry, give me the book. And so the imp obeys and hands him the book. That was my arm. So the imp hands him the book. And as he turns the pages, he's looking for a means to banish you mm-hmm. from his mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not him from yours. <laughs> and so he goes and he turns the page. And so it. That is his action that he does. Uh-huh. So now you are left with the faculty to do whatever you want to with this banishment ritual. <laughs> you, you know it's going to happen. What? I'm, so the fact that he found this banishment ritual, I'm going to banish him. You can, well, that's perfect. So, <laughs> so you look into it and you, um, you're like, oh, well, I guess this is the ritual. You, said, you say, I don't use this kind of magic, but I guess I'll do it. So let me introduce you to rituals. Okay. And more importantly, fast casting. So we're kind of throwing you in the deep end. You, uh, with your magical powers in the future, you'll be able to create rituals that take large magnitude effects mm-hmm. on reality. And they can do essentially anything, but you're required to research them 
and to perform the ritual, which takes hours. Okay. You are going to use an already created ritual okay. and fast cast it, which means you're just going to read on the page and improvise. So this is the blue apron of, yes. of spells. Yeah, the HelloFresh <laughs> spells. It's all prepared for you. You just got to do it. And you only need to use one pan. So you go and you're going to roll for it. So you're going to roll okay. to use your expertise magic because God. the demon is... I'm going to get like a one, aren't I? I get a three. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so we're going to have you use your altering events and plug 17. out a good reality. Great. So <laughs> with that one plus your four, you manage to do it. And so it takes you four rounds or 24 seconds. So okay. you take a look at the page and you're like, well, don't have a bunch of this shit. <laughs> what is it? Uh, anybody got any voles blood around? Yeah, you don't have any candles or the blood of horses or anything like that. But you're just like, okay, so you are going to draw a circle in the ground. Is it going to be in salt? Oh, no, I'm drawing it. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I'm assuming you got to use your blood. So Okay. Let's just, uh, let's just say you take a, a nail that's in the, in the room. Or uh, any kind I'm gonna, of... I'm going to get tetanus. Uh, you want to use... The, <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for or it. Or you could even use the, uh, the uh, a rusty knife. No, stop with the tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> you got tetanus? Tetanus. And so you're going to do that. Cut your arm, draw a circle on the ground. Cut my palm, not my arm. <laughs> I'm not trying to die here. All right. I feel like palm's worse. But you're going to do that. Draw your circle, okay. and you're going to speak the words. Circle, so. circle, dot, dot. Now you've got the cootie shot. Yeah, now you've got the banishment shot. <laughs> uh, you'll say, uh, by the burning brand of the three, um, and remove Belphegor's influence and set this house free. So you do that, and then you take it, and, well, now you can just turn off the power. The demon's in the circle. Oh. So you turn off your power, separating from the demon. And now he's trapped in this And now he's trapped circle. in the circle. They love trapping demons in circles, don't they? It's from the Ars Goetia. Yeah, they really do. It's always salt, though, for some reason. I just remember making, okay, and then you light candles. Anyway. I don't know if this house has salt or candles. That's why you're kind of doing it on the fly. So you do that, and you touch the demon. Mm. And as you grab it through the portal, it starts, even this demon from hell, which has immunity to fire, uh, starts to burn and crack under the blinding light of the three. And so uh, as, it, as it does that, it shatters like stone and disappears completely. Mm. Right? And so while the house stays the same, there is no longer a malicious presence inside of it. Being an extra-dimensional conduit in a hellhole, it's kind of stuck like that for a while. Might need some feng shui to take it away. So is the hellhole um, closed? The hellhole still exists. Technically, okay. there's just not a demon using it for evil now. Okay, so still it can be used as a conduit between these dimensions, I'm assuming. Yep, and so we'll, so we'll say now it's morning. There you go. So the sun rises, and you're like in telling James, the audience that it is a new day. And you said, and James is still catatonic. Yeah, well, Aww. can't win them all. <laughs> but uh, so Buckle says, uh, you know, I haven't been outside and nigh 60 years. Oh, he's still a cursed little imp, isn't he? Yeah. He says, you know, part of the everlasting life is that there's a cost to magic. He says, I even know a little bit of magic, too. Now, well, being well, an imp. We now also know his name is Henry. Yeah. He says, no, 
Buckle feels right. <laughs> so he's so he's gonna stay. Well, do you want to call him Buckle or do you want to call him Henry? Well, if he wants me to call him Buckle, I'm gonna call him Buckle. He's now well. Henry died sixty years ago. Mm. He's he can't go back to his family. His family's dead. True. Because yeah. who knows how old he was? So he says, um, you know, I don't have anywhere else to go. Your friends here still need help. And you're magic, kid. Yeah, is he going to be seen by people? <laughs> like, if I have this little imp hanging out with me, are people going to see him? Can I have a sidekick? I know, but I mean, are people going to see this little imp not on if, my shoulder? Not if he possesses something that can allow him to work in reality. Okay, all right. Like a dog. Because there's a dog right next to me. Yeah, he, he will be a dog, but that's besides the point. So, with your new hellhole cleaned... Please don't say it like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your new hellhole cleaned. So, with the demon... So, with Belfagor's presence banished from the house... You now have a place to live. I'm going to live in this fucked up house. Who else can live in the hellhole? <laughs> All right, great. I have a house. Well, it's I'm a homeowner. Free real estate. I'm a homeowner at the age yeah. of, I don't even know how old I am. Well, you can determine your age right now. I'm 23. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, so we'll say that Buckle says, hey, kid, you have a... Real knack for banishing evil presences from reality. And you're like, you know what I do? Thanks, Buckle. So we'll wrap it up here with your new home with which you can do magical work. Mm. And so we'll leave a little, uh, a little stinger for future episodes and say uh, that this book that you have in your hand contains a lot more than spells to summon demons. It's an accumulated work that he bought off of a uh, strange salesman from New Orleans. Okay. And it has spells from all different kinds of, uh, all different cultures. Oh, I immediately think in of the voodoo. Western Hemisphere. <laughs> Is it from New Orleans? Uh, voodoo, oh. you've got Santeria, you've got... You don't practice Santeria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I hate that song. I know you do. Okay, I don't have a crystal ball either. But we'll go ahead and leave it here with... This new spell book that you've acquired. Is it a Necronomicon? It's not a Necronomicon. Aw. Okay. It's also part journal. It's what? It's also part journal. I thought you said G- German. It's also part German. I'm like, oh, really? Weird German magic. Ooh. Is there German magic? Not any kind of I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> there's, Roy, there's Rosencrucian magic. I, that's, weird. That sounds gross. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. So, so ends the first, the first uh, campaign of Ars Arcanum. Mm-hmm. As always, I am your GM, Evan. And I'm Christopher. Right, so join us when we come all together again in Fear of a Group Planet, coming out soon.